Welcome to Cinema Chill. This is super bad. special guest today you want to introduce him yeah this man uh he's got some questionable taste in movies but this is one that we agree on it's brian Mauricio. brian how you doing i'm doing well today i'm glad to get out of the household and uh breathe some fresh air yeah. talk some movies you're uh, stuck in quarantine yes i am um <laughs> it's not fun let me tell you that why don't you tell the audience what we're drinking today our beer of choice today's podcast is sponsored by bud light seltzer We've got black cherry, lime, mango, and strawberry. Yummy. Bud Seltzer. We're the fourth ones to get on the, in on the uh, this craze of... Seltzer train, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're the fourth best. <laughs> Bud Seltzer. It's good. Hey, it does the trick. It's the last thing, I'm sure the White Claws are all sold out. So <laughs> yeah, we're, it's the best since we it's the do. end of the world, we're kind of scarce on what we can drink, so this is the best we can get. Not a lot of options. It's better than rubbing alcohol. That was eh. it. We really can. It was a toss up between what. Well, I do have some hand sanitizer if we want to start drinking. Later. later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I did a little uh, meaningless internet research before the uh, before recording today, and I just want to. So maybe it kind of hits home for all of us because we were in that stage of life where I think we we're the audience was targeted for this movie. The uh, young high school men that we were. We were. Yeah, we were about sixteen. When yeah. Came or I, I did the math. August came out August seventeenth, two thousand seven. So I hadn't. I was almost sixteen, not quite yet though. <laughs> same, we were same. all, all sophomores in high school at the time, but not old enough yet to even see this in theaters. It's a very weird time in life. Yes, it was. A lot of acne. A lot of. <laughs> Do I even remember this coming out? Like the marketing, like seeing trailers for it. No. First one I remember was like Pineapple Express. I yeah, remember the marketing for that. I don't even I don't remember, remember like them marketing. This, this is movie. pretty low budget, I think. So I don't yeah. as much marketing. I did a little, uh, just to get us into the time frame, guess how, how much did gas cost, if any, you can guess, back in 2007, fall of 2007? Well, I wasn't driving yet, but I would say <laughs> I 350 was, I was driving just illegally. Uh, just illegally? 350 That's close. What do you have to say, Colton? I'd say like uh, 3 bucks. Just 3 flat? Yeah. That's very cheap. <laughs> 338 I don't know. Higher than we got now. Um, yeah, now it's like two bucks. Yeah. Actually, it's like less than two bucks. Yeah, nobody's driving anywhere. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts were the reigning uh, Super Bowl champions. Remember that really Peyton horrible, Manning, that Super, horrible? Yeah, Super the Colts and the Bears, right? Yep, that was the first one where I was like, "This is just fucking awful." <laughs> and then somehow Rams. Probably Patriots, one of the worst Super Rams Bowls Patriots of this century last year. Yeah, that was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then the San Antonio Spurs uh, swept swept Cleveland the year that the Dallas Mavericks were the one seed and. Should have won. That should have been lost to the Golden State Warriors. Motherfucker. If you think about it, Dirk should have beaten Dwayne Wade twice and LeBron twice. But yeah, that would have been the easiest Finals win of all time. That 07 team, where the second best player was Zydrunas Elgowskis for the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) That would be. I don't know who that is exactly. (laughs) So a couple uh, fun facts about the movie: Jonah Hill was a 23 year old playing a 17 year old. Wow, he was that young? I never knew that. Well, I was old. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, just, I never 
really think of I just like picture him now. It's yeah. just weird to think about. Now he's like 38. <laughs> McLovin was 17, though. Christopher Mintz-Ploss. And as I'm sure you guys already know this, since he was under 18, his mom had to be in the room while he had the sex scene. <laughs> Very awkward. <laughs> this was Dave Franco's second movie he ever made. What was his first? It was something I'd never heard of. Really? <laughs> yep. But remember, he pooped his pants a few years ago. Um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg wrote this movie when they were in high school. I knew that. I knew that. It took them a few years, obviously, to make it. But what I didn't know, I, I assumed Evan Goldberg directed this, but it was actually some guy named Greg Matola. who yeah. hasn't made a movie in 11 years. I literally have never heard of that name before. But he does direct the TV show Dave, which uh, Brian and I were talking about before we started. What else has he done? He made such classics as Paul... That was horrible. Is that the one with the, is that the alien? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, Seth Rogen and Adventureland. That was a okay movie. And a couple episodes of Undeclared, which actually I do love that. I, I got another factoid for you. What's that? Um, you know David Crumholtz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the one who Bernard came. from Santa Claus. Yeah. And uh, he was in Adam's Family Values. And he's in Superbad. He's the one who, oh, yeah, who I, says, I've been, uh, been waking up, yeah, waking up every day praying for a fight. Yeah, that's he's, what I'm he's the one that came up with the title Superbad. Oh, really? Him and Seth Rogen were like smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to, to come up with a name. And he's the one that. Seth Rogen tweeted that for like the 10 year anniversary. That's funny. I don't know if y'all saw that. But, I did yeah. not see that. <laughs> so, should we dive into it? So, how did we. How did you guys remember how you first watched it, Brian? To be honest, I don't really remember how I watched it. My best guess, probably saw it with Scotty, our pal Scotty. I think we probably went to a Blockbuster, <laughs> bought it. They didn't check our IDs. And... They had Blockbuster back then? Blockbuster, Blockbuster was still a thing back in the 2000s. Before Redbox and Netflix? And all yeah, this is before Redbox, before <laughs> Netflix. It's kind of funny because I remember, I feel like Knocked Up came out like the summer before 06, this yeah. thing. Yeah, June 06. Oh, it came out 06? Yeah. Oh. Well, I tried to. I remember trying to sneak into Knocked Up when I was underage. I like I was trying to. No, I'm wrong. Knocked Up was the same seven. year. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. But uh, I don't remember this being in theaters or like wanting to see it in theaters. I remember like we were already in school, I think, when it came out. Yeah, we started so early in August back then. But I remember I saw Knocked Up and this like back to back, so it was kind of like a Judd Apatow marathon for me. And yeah, King love, of the two thousands. Oh, yes, <laughs> I love both of them. Yeah, I saw it when it was on video afterwards. Yeah, I can't quite picture when I saw it. I just remember kids in high school talking about it, and then I somehow illegally watched it somewhere. I can't remember if I gave it to my grandma. I used to trick her into letting me see movies. She, you and Cammie were just... She had a different seat. Introduced me to such classics as Caddyshack and some of the other R-rated movies my parents will let me watch. You're just like, Gammy, there's this wholesome family first yeah. movie called Superbad. Can don't, you, can you rent it, it for me? Don't watch it, but let me watch it. But yeah, basically. But yeah, so I was trying to think, what, do you, what, are, what are some of the scenes of this movie that stand out to you guys? Uh, for me, I think the intro is just really just jumping into it. Um... When he picks him up at his house, takes him to Seven Eleven, and they're buying stuff before they go to school, they really hit on everything that like a teenager talks about. So they're talking about porn sites. They're talking about they're talking about getting ready for college. They're talking about uh, Evan's hot mom and all the stuff you care about as a high schooler. Yeah, there's nothing worse than to have a hot mom as a high school. No, boy. yeah, that is like a death death in you right there. <laughs> But yeah, and then even like, you know, bullies, but yeah, all this stuff is just like really topical at that point. 
I want to say, yeah, to me, the overall, this movie, like, the first 45 minutes are, like, just amazing. And then, like, right after they kind of, like, part ways at the liquor store, McLovin goes off with the cops, and Seth and Evan go off with that guy. It kind of slowly kind of goes downhill, or kind of goes in, like, waves. I think, but... I, think I, I disagree with you, but keep going. Okay, well... Yeah, I, I feel like like the whole like you said the intro at when they're at high school kind of like getting the plot in motion. That's yeah, when it really sure. just kind of fires on all cylinders. But overall, the standout scene I feel like is the fake ID scene when McLovin like uh, or Fogel shows him the fake ID for the first time, and because I feel like that's kind of like the scene that kind of resonates. Uh, yes. You know, it's, it's still kind of like think about this. Maybe you think about that. Yeah, but. yeah, it's kind of the running joke that's. People, you know, if you've seen Super Bad, that's kind of the joke that comes to mind. I disagree. Where I think it's, I love the part where they go to that party with the sketchy guy hits him with the car, and Michael Sarah has to sing because he looks like Jimmy's brother. <laughs> I do think yes, that was, that was a high brother. point. Oh yeah, and uh, and then they become blood brothers, obviously later on. That's a great scene. <laughs> why you got? Why you wear? Why you got a uh, the? You know, cleaning detergent. I got fucking blood in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I think uh, Seth Rogen actually said that actually happened to like him in high school, or not him, but like one of his friends in high school. That's and I decided to put that in the movie. Dick but... drawing scene's pretty iconic. It's not super long, but just imagine like a little kid writing, drawing all these different penises and then storing them in a lunchbox. Like, and the creative ways they like, may, I don't know, there's like a Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Oh yeah, drawing, that like, kid was actually really good at drawing. Like, <laughs> he had a skill. Like, was it perverted? Yes. Was did he have actual skill? Yes. He was a good drawer. I love the part where uh, Jonah Hill is hammered at the party, and he's like, "To me," and he's like, "Who the fuck is Seth?" He's like, "I." Am. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, McLovin does the dance to Boogie Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how this movie is like kind of a retro like 70s feel to it like it has like you know funk and disco songs throughout there's i don't know it's like a modern like 70s like raunchy uh, comedy like dazed and confused but yeah like a comical yeah aspect obviously yeah but yeah it's like a hornier version of <laughs> <laughs> foul yeah. mouth dirtier version yeah that's a good way to frame yeah, it john hill is very horny in this movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so who would you say would be the best actor in this movie? There's a lot of contend- heavyweight contenders. Brian, we'll start with you. I think for me it came down to Jonah Hill and Bill Hader. I think a lot of like people who are acting, like Christopher Mintz-Platz, he's just kind of a nerdy person in general, so I'm sure he wasn't like, yeah, he had to act, but... I feel like he actually like lives that persona. Yeah. Same with like he played uh, himself basically. Exactly, and same with. Uh, How did they like discover him? Probably probably like... like a mall or something. <laughs> like... like find the weirdest kid. you can. <laughs> find the ugliest weirdest kid you can. He like fit that part perfectly. Oh right? yeah, he was he was great. There's a reason part. he's no longer famous today. Though, like Brian said, he plays one character. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We, when he... we get into later, like who we'd recast, like I. You can't recast him. Like yeah. he would be the. Is he a good uh, actor? No, but he is McLovin. He was perfect for that role. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say Bill Hader or Jonah Hill. I'd say Jonah Hill kind of carried the performance. That's what made him a superstar, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. But but I agree. I feel like Bill Hader definitely like supporting wise. Oh, yeah. This is like a big shining moment for him. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't American imagine movie. anyone else doing his part. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah, he's like perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys still might. I was going to say Bill Hader because, yeah, like back in the day when I was a kid, it was all about Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. But now when I rewatched it, I'm like, it's definitely got to be Bill Hader's the yeah. funniest. Because yeah. Michael Sarah's like McLovin where he basically just plays himself. Yeah. But Michael like, Sarah's still great in this. Oh, uh, yeah. He this was like that. the role he was born to play he yeah. was great the awkward comedy well, he just like plays off Jonah Hill so well where Jonah Hill's like the extreme and he yep. was like the balance of the two mm-hmm. yeah some of my favorite the scenes man. are with Michael Sayre just cause he's so cringe worthy and <laughs> awkward with girls yeah that's his whole like, his whole stick is just awkward has, punches her boobs like sorry how about the Sleep. women? How about the women of the? I was day? about to say sleeper Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah this is like her kind of breakout. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have a lot of camera time, but when she did, she, she made was the, funny. She made the most of them. Yeah. For sure. How different do you think it would have been if it was Jennifer Lawrence instead of Emma Stone? Ooh, yeah, I cannot see her being. Uh, I don't uh, think it would have been as good. Nah. I know you're I a big J Lo fan, though. I think it'd been fine. J Lo, sorry, J Lo. She's not very funny. Who yeah. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, you're gonna be funny. Jennifer Lawrence is funny. No, it's funny. Emma Stone is way funnier. It's like Emma Stone has laugh out loud lines in this movie. I know, but she wasn't really supposed to. She, but she carries the comedy. You know, like when her and Seth, her and Jenna Hill are making the, you know, in home at Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would have made the movie worse. I feel like it would. We'll get into like, recastings later. I feel like she's like your typical like hot girl though, like in a movie. Right? Yeah. Emma Stone is kind of cast as just like she's like quirky, she's like quirky, quirky redhead, yeah. yeah, like you're all American. Well, not really all American girl, she's but quirky, or like girl next door, kind of. Yeah, but yeah, she's not so attractive that she unattainable. Like distracts, yeah, 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 she's still attainable. You could still believe that fat, ugly Jenna Hill could be what she is trying to pursue, obviously. So yeah, best actress, uh, yeah, Emma Stone. I think it's like this is easy. Yeah, one. kind of. Other than that, yeah, I mean, you got the period blood girl the girl who did she's uh, great in carla, like, carla gala yeah yeah she's, she's good with the screen time she gets. Is, yeah she's an undeclared yeah, yeah. She's great in that movie. yeah honestly that's one of those people where i was like if something had broken a little bit differently would we be talking about her like we talked about elizabeth banks which i think it actually might have been yeah, yeah. she's like pretty attractive and really funny and like, she always has like a bit part in these she kills movies. it in the bit parts yeah, yeah. yeah like in uh what is it what is she in uh Freaking Sarah Marshall was like, want to gag me? Girl. <laughs> yeah. and what else? She's in uh, Get Him to the Greek. It's like yeah. the girl with the dildo. And <laughs> she always nails those parts. She was like the main girl lead in that undeclared chair, remember? Yeah, yeah. She was like Jay Baruchel's yeah, love interest. girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I always wonder, like, what, like, her and Elizabeth Banks, I feel like we're in the same ballpark. And luckily, Elizabeth Banks was just, like, a little bit more attractive. So she, I think, got yeah. like, the call up. But I feel like her, they could have, like, very easily... Oh, yeah. Because she's in 40-Year-Old Virgin, too, where she, like, is one of his, like, early hookups, where she's, like, yeah. he kicks her in the face, and she, like, her nose oh, starts bleeding. Oh, yeah, she's uh, sucking his yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Elizabeth got a little bit more screen time, and then that just yeah. turned yeah. to infinity and beyond. What could have been? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, MVP of the movie, this is pretty easy, Jenna Hill, right? Yeah, I understand. He carries the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. You can't really. He's like the funniest. He all the best lines. He's are like that emotion, and yeah, he provides it all. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty easy one. I want to kind of give y'all a rundown of the Judd Apatow filmography, and I want y'all to tell me: is this the greatest run of all time? The greatest comedy run of all time? And this is chronological. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we start off with 
And he was either a director or producer on all these projects. Okay. So we got Anchorman, 2004, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Talladega Nights, Knocked Up, Super Bad, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Pineapple Express, Step Brothers, Get Him to the Greek. And that's just like the 2000s. What, what, what do y'all think? Is that the greatest comedy run of all time? I'm, uh, I know Brad's going to disagree with me. I'm a frat pack guy. That I still say Zoolander, old school, Anchorman, Wedding Crashers. You can't top those four. Okay. And I feel like Anchorman, you know, is kind of the merging, you know, like of the two, the frat pack and the Apatow. But if we were to put a little more weight on the one, it's definitely more frat pack than it is Apatow. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where they met in the middle. Unless you can't count Seth Rogen's little cameo as a cameraman. <laughs> we're, count, we're counting it. We're counting it. cat fashion show. True. What would uh, what would you say is your top five out of mm. Judd Apatow's? Ryan, you want to go first? Sure. We got to go, well, first of all, I'm ranking these, is Paul Rudd in it? If he is, then <laughs> it's going to be my top. Big, big Paul Rudd fan. Oh, huh? yeah. Huge Paul Rudd guy. Number one, Knocked Up. Okay. Number two, 40-year-old version. Okay. Number three, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Rudd, Rudd, Rudd. Uh, number four, Super Bad. And number five, get him to the Greek, because you got to throw some love for my boy, my British boy, Russell Brand. Ugh, I don't agree with that list at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number... Uh, so for me, I got to... Ryan mentioned it earlier. I'm more of a stoner pack. I like those guys a lot more. Probably just when I was got Maybe into cool. movies. It's probably when I got into movies, like, Ryan probably was a bigger fan of movies before I was, so he knew more about the Rat Pack, but yeah, for me... I started me, watching R.A.D. comedies at age 10. You yeah, should, by the time he could read and write, he was already watching <laughs> movies. But for me, like the Stoner Pack, they were like the first foray into comedy. So for me, mine's heavily uh, geared towards Seth Rogen and his crew. So my first one was Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, obviously mm-hmm. with the iconic Steve Carell. Love that man. Uh, second oh, boy, exactly. Uh, number two, Pineapple Express. That's a good one. Oh, that is a. Uh, That's a little high. Yeah, it's just... Best trailer, definitely, of all of them. <laughs> definitely best trailer of all time. Soundtrack was also really good. Brad's also a big Danny McBride guy. That's probably why it's up there. Oh, yeah, true. I'm a huge we, Danny McBride We're not as big of fan. fans, but Brian loves Danny. <laughs> I like to channel a little Danny McBride and myself personally, so uh, yeah, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, and then number three, I put Super Bad. Um, just edging out Step Brothers and Anchorman. So I still love Will Ferrell. So I gave him props with Step Brothers. Yeah, nice little mix of old school and new school there. Yeah, okay. and then Anchorman, that was obviously one of the one of the top ones combining old school and new school. So and then it introduced us to just a it's bunch one of, of the new time characters. Best, as yeah. Well, said. well, I don't uh, understand how you don't have Anchorman in your list. Well, I was ranking my list more on Apatow influence, and I feel like he didn't influence that one. That was more like a, that Will Ferrell thinking you know uh, these yeah. are more like your classic epitos i think right. a lot of people even forget that he was involved in anchorman you know yeah still an Apatow production but my top five is anchorman number one super bad number two knocked up three Step Brothers four pineapple express five love to pineapple yeah you can dig it yeah kind of give us your personal review because brian this is why you're you know our guest on this episode we know you're a big fan of this movie so yeah Kind of give us your, you know, personal review, what you, what it means to you, what, you know, just any, any, uh, yeah. kind of ex- just spill your love for it. Expound. So, for me, it was just, at the time, just a really topical, relevant movie that 
gave you a perspective into a teenager guy in high school. Like, you're trying to get laid. You're trying to get alcohol. Uh, this is stuff that, you know, it was maybe a year or two before we started doing that type of stuff, but it's definitely <laughs> stuff we thought about. So it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they planted the seeds in there. So, um, but yeah, and it was it was actually like a real movie. Like you could see those scenarios like actually happening. Like super relatable. Yeah, like a lot of the movies, it's like slapstick comedy or it's like just over the top stuff. This one was actually more, I guess, grounded, and it wasn't like it's the stuff you'd see your friends say. Like you had that really fucked up friend, <laughs> like Seth, who's gonna say some fucked up shit, and you're just like, dude, that's my mom you're talking about. Like, <laughs> shut up. Like, it's very relatable in that sense. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really great dialogue. The script was awesome, and you know, it was written by some high school because it was written by high schoolers. Actually, yeah. <laughs> they wrote that back. Seth Rogen is a horny high schooler, uh-huh. uh huh. Which is why, yeah, the main characters' their names are Seth. It and never Adam. feels like over the top either. I mean, no, I feel like it's just constantly. I don't know, just somewhat, bl- somewhat believable. Yeah, yeah, as much as it can be. I'd say it's like our generation's version of American Pie. It was kind of like the blueprint of how to make the modern teen comedy. Yeah. Which we unfortunately are, are not allowed to have anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You won't see a movie like this anymore. But this will be a movie where when my son is of age, I might pop it in the DVD. <laughs> Does that mean 21 or 15? Uh, probably like 16, yeah. Okay. Wait till he can drive at least. Yeah, get his li- driver's license. Yep. I do like the, like, I guess more emotional undertones to the movie like it is about like you know friendship kind of like it's like kind of like a bromance movie i mean at its core um it is you see that at the end when they're like in the sleeping bags like dude i love you yeah i'm not ashamed to admit it i love you why don't we say it more i I don't know i love you (laughs) i want to go on the rooftop and scream (laughs) i love my best friend evan i love you yeah they're like so dependent on each other i mean at the end I mean, yeah, it's like how they separate, like they're going off to different schools and yeah. stuff. I mean, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of guys out there who kind of grew up throughout high school and or middle school and high school kind of with just one best friend and they had to go their separate ways at some point and it's kind of about how to deal with that and um, I don't know, just there's deeper levels to it than just sex jokes and yeah. like poking up with girls and getting drunk and stuff, so. Yeah, I get too where like they each like the girl but they have never gone their own way and it's like he has to go to the makeup store with Jules and he has to go buy a comforter with Becca but they're like they don't know what to do they're like well I yeah. put her right <laughs> there <laughs> the first yeah. time they've ever you, you, know, you put her right there people other than themselves yeah yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like and I find it's kind of metaphorical that scene where he's going down the escalator he kind of looks back at him and it's like kind of like their last time of just the two of them and then they kind of like do yeah. their own thing it's like Kind of a symbolic of like you know life moves on a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, question: Since they were graduating high school, do you think the idea of a sequel was ever brought up? Because to me, this is kind of Twenty One Jump Street is kind of similar that it's both like senior year, like, and Twenty One comes out with Twenty Two Jump Street where they're in college, and it's just like it might have been a money grab, probably was, but do you if, think this, if this had been made in the Twenty Tens, um, maybe they would have made a sequel. But I don't know how you can kind of replicate like yeah they wrote this script over such a long period of time that they were like this yeah. isn't really a sequel type movie you know it's and it seemed like, like kind of a it's not like a franchise yeah like, and it seemed like such a passion project yeah exactly i, don't know, I feel like they just 
were so emotionally invested yeah. in this one thing. It's kind of like a 24-hour... It really is like a 24-hour story. Like, yeah. everything happens within the span of, like, a day. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, because what would they have done? Like, maybe they're back from college, and you... It would never have been nearly as good. Like, you can't... You, I can't fathom any script that would have been better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they all meet up for summer break, and do the same <laughs> thing. Basically do a hangover part two. Yeah, I mean, because, I, yeah, I feel like all the characters learned their lessons, and they, like, grew. I feel like every single character kind of had their... Yeah, yeah, you know, Stark. Yeah. McLovin peaks his popularity he gets to get yeah it's gonna get you so much ass <laughs> yeah they never really told said what happened to mclevin though well he was uh princeton with evan right dartmouth where we have yeah, those yeah. but yeah i mean they the last scene of mclevin just him with the cops destroying the cop car they didn't really show the next morning with mclevin <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a third character so yeah, it really yeah sure. i think his point was like he like kind of like had one cool one night of being cool and then he went back to his old ways <laughs> and that was his like moment yeah. okay well I know we all love this movie but no movie is perfect so do you have any have you ever had any like problems watching this movie or like nitpicks that you just want to just let out right now this is you know so for me I realized that this was built on, like, or written on, like, a true story, like, two guys' experiences. Mm -hmm. The whole cop part, like, them just <laughs> hanging out with a 16-year-old. That was an excuse for Seth Rogen to be in the movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. he wanted to be okay. in it, but he's like, I need a role. I can accept that. So fucking old now. But, like, that's just from, like, a realistic point. Yeah. It's a little weird. I mean, you don't have a movie if you don't have the yeah, cops in exactly. it, but... Yeah, exactly. I understand what you're saying, yeah. But, uh, no, besides that, the green beer, uh, putting the beer in, like, the dish... Well, yeah, that was one of my. Like, like, I feel like that would have like poisoned yeah. some people. Wouldn't like, there be some like residue in those jugs? Yeah, like just laundry detergent residue. Yeah, that, that would drinking. not have been safe. Well, to drink. That's always bothered me. See, some of our listeners who have eaten Tide oh. Pods, they might be able to answer that question more than we can. <laughs> Another thing that annoyed me, or did annoy me, but I was like, they did def definitely not get enough alcohol to like feed that entire party. Like when oh, Seth yeah, came yeah. in, she was like, "Seth's here," and he has like. A little jug of be green beer, and then well, like, McLovin brought his yeah. Brought to be some fair, stuff. to be fair, it's not as egregious as Project X, where Miles Teller brought four cases of beer for a party of five thousand. <laughs> that was the most True. egregious I've ever seen. True. Well, also, if Jules doesn't drink, why would she throw a giant rager at her house? To be cool. There's why does that matter? There's two weeks left of school. Her friends like to drink. Okay, we'll have like ten people. Over. Uh, we'll have I mean, like I, a thousand people. Over. If her parents are out of town, like it's like, oh, my parents are out of town. I can throw a party. So I can see like her wanting to do that. But well, at the time you're yeah. a seventeen year old kid, it's a cool thing to do, you know. I guess. But I mean, if you're having the party, you want to be like not drunk, so you can like make sure everything. Yeah, yeah the house Jules, isn't set on fire. Jules, you drink. You drink. <laughs> Jules, you drink. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any problems with the movie? Uh, I was. I don't know. I, I agree with a lot of Brian said the cop part's like the most unbelievable part, but I think Seth Rogen created that so he could have a part yeah. in the movie. Uh, the other unbelievable part, but they, it was like necessary to get him to the alcohol, was when he gets hit by the car. That was like a little unnecessary, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Well, before that, like them running away to go see that girl, yeah. like leaving the scene, like the liquor store. Kinda like, if you're so invested in getting this stuff, like you would not leave. The parking lot just to, to go check out a yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta get a glimpse of those warlocks yeah yeah another problem i have upon rewatching it was like what was the point of 
destroying that gold slick vodka on the bus because that really didn't lead to anything was that just like kind of foreshadowing what was going to happen with uh, becca eventually because mcclellan still had the other alcohol well, yeah i mean like it, was it, it ultimately didn't really yeah, like she didn't get pissed at him for like not getting the gold so fucked up that she didn't know what gold vodka was i feel point. like he yeah. would have said he said at the party that he was just gonna tell her how he feels if he had said that like after the bottle had like smashed open that would have made more sense but by that point he was just like i'm just yeah, gonna tell her how like, i feel so the bottle didn't really didn't yeah, really I matter like okay yeah that makes sense. it actually worked out well too because right when the bottle broke they're like look we're at your stop yeah, <laughs> and it gave, it gave the homeless guy, you something know, to do. yeah, something to do. That probably was kind of dumb too with the homeless guys in the car. Yeah, like, that was unnecessary. Like, <laughs> he did get the great line though. It's like, "Hey, it's you, McMuffin." <laughs> I'm sure McDonald's like that. Oh yeah, uh, free advertising. <laughs> yeah, definitely free advertising right there. Should we do our underrated quotes? I've got one more point. Okay. So, would you have? invested in because i feel like bill Hader and seth rogan had really good chemistry in this movie and it's kind of weird that they didn't make another movie kind of together it's kind of an underrated you know duo would you have been all in on like a get him to the greek type spinoff with uh those two cops kind of like a prequel with like their like basic training and how they got together and like maybe like kind of a buddy cop comedy you know i could i get down with that idea yeah did Michaels and really what were the names? Michaels and uh, my Slater, Slater and Michaels. Slater. Yeah, yeah. Unless you shoot like Dick, like Michaels. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would have been a great like, you know, have them because he was like six months into that job. So yeah. I would have loved to see like him going through the academy and then like getting paired with like this yeah. experienced. Like then taking down some drug ring or something. Yeah, yeah that's sure. kind of a. I mean, it's some like because getting to the Greek kind of an official you, sequel to you I know getting like to Marshall. Really, really bad or. <laughs> the risk was probably I don't know they, they have good chemistry together I know it could have been the, funny the plot would have been hard yeah yeah. my wife who is a whore by the way <laughs> that might have been funny that anybody explored that a little more. I don't know that was a, yeah you're right though that's a very underrated like duo yeah and I think the reason they were paired up was sometimes maybe it's like because this was like when Bill Hader was still kind of in his infancy saying. of Saturday Night, Night Live right that they, was... like, they like to get guys who are like on the rise and they'll yeah. put them in a bit part to okay. like get them exposure know. yeah exactly so it's like a lot of movies you'll see like Kristen Wiig and Sarah Marshall is an example yes. like, they put her in the bit part as the yoga instructor yeah. I don't think they necessarily intend to make that a big character later on but it's like let's get some exposure let's put them into a movie that's probably going to be successful and we're we think they're going to be the next like good comedian but let's put them in something small like because it's not like Bill Hader has been in like any other Seth Rogen heavily involved Seth Rogen movie like he wasn't even in This Is The End I literally think like, they have a hotline that's now it's like give us your like up and coming <laughs> let's put it in there like, I, 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 honestly, uh, I think that's I, I, yeah they just played played off pretty well together I yeah, feel like they, did. they, sh- they could have done more that was a big maybe. summer for Bill Hader though because Hot Rod also came out that summer oh, that's true yeah so which is a very underrated movie. Very underrated. <laughs> That's, I love Yeah, we may have to do a podcast. I'm a huge Andy Samberg guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, randomly, Danny cool McBride classic. had a cameo in the movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't see him. He's part of the crew. It's Bill Hader, McBride, and Norma Jacquin. What do you mean you didn't see him? Norma And uh, so he was in... He was Hot Rod. No, not Hot Rod. He was in Hot in, Rod. No, in this movie. In Superbad? Yeah. Oh, he was? He was like at the like the adult party uh, but I didn't see him like I searched for him but I couldn't see him but supposedly <laughs> he has a cameo he's like somebody in the background really? yeah oh shit big ass titties <laughs> he does love uh, Danny McBride who I'll give a shout out to from Georgia 
big Georgia guy. Oh, God. He looks like he's from Georgia. <laughs> yes, he does. I'll never forget my freshman year, he came to campus to sign posters for your highness, which <laughs> I never saw. Did you see, did you see him in person? <laughs> I saw that. I remember I tried to go to the uh, signing there, but there was like already like 3,000 people in line, so I, didn't, I, like, I was about to go. Me and Marcus went, or like, stood in line for like five minutes, so I... It's going to take three hours. <laughs> but they were putting posters all over campus, like, come meet Danny McBride for your highness. Well, that's cool. We had Dave Franco come to our school. So that kind oh. of I don't know. It was for some movie in, like, 2013 or 12. That, like, if you can remember. What warm Bodies? Or... Uh, 21 Jump yeah, Street? Nope. Was it really? It was Warm Bodies. It was Warm Bodies. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in Warm yeah. Bodies. I forgot about that. He dies pretty fast. Okay, well... Um, also, yeah, we said Dave Franco's in this movie for one Yeah, minute. yeah, he, for one second. He pissed his pants. Which years, I feel like... Uh, eight years ago. We all saw like Twenty One Jump Street, then rewatched this movie, and we're like, "Oh shit, he's in this." Pissed his pants. Yeah, nobody forgets. He definitely didn't get that job from like his brother. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he did. Oh, I'm guessing because well, no, yeah. I mean James Franco's tight with all the guys. Know, so he's probably like, no, definitely, put my brother in. No, definitely just got it on him. Yeah, <laughs> he just auditioned like everyone else. Actually, I read something though where like they didn't know who he was though. Like they were like, "Who's this guy?" Are you really? Yeah, I read that on IMDb. He looks a little like James Franco. But... Well, I'm sure like Jonah Hill. I feel like they would have Michael Sarah were like he looks yeah, enough was... like him that you could be like this yeah. guy is a Franco or something. <laughs> That'll be come later in our Twenty One Jump Street podcast. Yeah. Y'all have any other problems with the movie? Uh, oh, wait. I said the... Uh, no, I said my piece. Okay. Can One thing. The girl in the hallway walking with just like her thong blatantly out. Like You don't remember girls in high school doing that? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> not at least in the high school I went to. Great story by McLovin, but that... Yeah, they, have a, they have a lot of free time at that high school. Like... That's true. They like, literally just like, like crashed classes, telling like, a story to Becca for like fifteen minutes. To be fair, though, he, he broke was... into like a soccer practice and like talked. <laughs> and, like, he had a full conversation while a soccer game was going on. <laughs> to be fair, though, it was senior year. Yeah, was, two like, weeks left of school. Yeah, yeah. that's it. true. He's like, I'm just drilling holes in this board. Fuck it. <laughs> Which is very true because I was like going to fucking Wendy's at 10:30 a.m. on at Scotty at the like, senior year. <laughs> We get underrated quotes now because I got a good one that's been yeah okay what's what's uh, what's an under we know there's a lot of popular quotes oh, like yeah. you know uh, I'm McLovin uh, where are some other ones Ryan I have a great one I love Seth Rogen what's well, this an underrated is... yeah I know this is an underrated quote though okay what's an underrated quote? when they're at the bar he's like can we get 30 beers to go please <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get some road beers <laughs> he's like can we get 30 <laughs> I feel like Michael Sarah has a lot of like low-key funny lines in this movie that are just kind of like 80 yard in yeah i can agree with that yeah they're like just awkward like what like uh whenever they're like playing soccer he's like evan you know get, get your head in the game he's like kick the ball to me <laughs> yeah. and he's like uh when he's on the phone he's like i will be there full throttle charlie's angels too <laughs> and like uh you are the prettiest girl this side of the mississippi <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was really, a meaningful sweater. <laughs> it's vintage. I still think McLovin had some really good lines. I don't know uh, how like uh, like we still use it to this day. It's like when somebody does something, it's like, why'd you park your car in the staff parking lot? <laughs> You're not staff. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the blatantly obvious, but it's hilarious the way he delivers it. Yeah. And then Jonah Hill's reaction is like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I love Jonah Hill. Just hates McLovin and the whole day. Just like. 
making fun yeah, of Yeah, some of the line delivery in this movie is just perfect. I saw the story when uh, Michael Sarah's telling him, he's like, I don't really see it at parties that much. like, oh, I, I party. He's like, we had a party with some some older people, and it's like their parents' yeah. house. <laughs> and they're drinking, like, throwing up in the bathroom. He's like, we went to a nightclub, you got in? We got you right got right in. in. <laughs> <laughs> like, throwing <drag> them out. <laughs> Uh, and some other underrated lines uh, when Jonah Hill's having the whole lube conversation just like oh yeah lube is- lube you're about lube <laughs> lube is a prevalent joke in this movie lube is a- yes I want to ask you this I feel like three kind of jokes were born from this movie mangina was that mm-hmm. that was born from this movie that was in the part where he's at the grocery store right well no when he gets the period blonde on him uh, yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. fucking mangina uh, yeah 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 <laughs> Was that was did that originate from I this think movie? So, yeah, yeah. And then um, cock block did cock block originate from this movie? Where did they say that in this? Movie? Where McLovin? I'm they sorry, come I, McLovin. Co- I blocked oh, your yeah, cock. Yeah. We're, we're here to guide your cock, not block. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, was that did that come from this movie or was that a prior joke? I feel like that one's been around for a while. Really? Is uh, that from like American Pie too or something? Probably. Uh, what was the third one? Um, actually, maybe there's two. Those are the two that stood out for me. Okay, here's another question. Could this movie be made today? Well, we... No, the question's... Number one, answer's no. Number two, we saw a very piss-poor remake, which I saw by myself, which was Good Boys, which was just like a blatant (laughs) copy of this movie with like 10-year-olds. The little kids? Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I don't know. You don't see comedies like that today. I'd be interested to see like how it would do. Like I'm sure dudes would love it, but it would just get so much... I mean, the whole movie is about Criticism. getting girls drunk and having sex with them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a very hot top or sensitive topic these days. <laughs> yeah, no, so I don't think it'd go over well yeah. today. But I mean, even at the end, Seth kind of learns his lesson that you don't need to get girls drunk to you know make them like you. Yeah, it's, it's a positive lesson. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good message, but leading up to that, it's pretty. And Evan did the right thing. He yeah. was like, "Nope, can't do this." Yeah, so. Maybe. Yeah. They were already ahead of their time. Well, if this movie could be remade today, who would you recast? Uh, maybe Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, actually, I could see him as Evan. Um, or like that. Yeah, he'd be that guy from It, like the Dylan Brian Glazer guy. Uh, yeah, He's yeah. kind of awkward, like yeah. Michael Sarah. I think Finn would be Jonah Hill's character. He's not as fat, but he can still be funny. He's yeah. like a funny guy, yeah. Yeah. I'm on a diet plan. Give him some <laughs> yeah, I'm fat. Made yeah. him start drinking. Yeah. It would be uh, Emma Stone. The redhead from it. Yeah. She's, she's, <laughs> we'll just recast it. Yeah. It's super bad. <laughs> Those are the, like, the child actors. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of child actors. So. I mean, there's no like you don't watch comedies. You, you don't, don't watch Nickelodeon? Really. Uh, not really. Just reruns of Spongebob. But. You don't have Nickelodeon Plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I mean, how, about, how about a recast of this movie? That's why I'm more Yeah, like back in 2007? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's more interesting. I agree with you. I feel like Jennifer Lawrence could fit Ooh, in I a stone just, spot. I if you disagree with that, that's I fine. But that. I think she's too serious. I think she's too hot. But back then, she was an unknown, so... Uh, she's maybe maybe. maybe it would have worked. She's in the Bailey Ball show. Speak for yourself. Do you think any any other of like the Rat Pack or the Frat Pack? Frat Pack. I could see Paul Rudd as... Paul Rudd could have been... Yeah. He wouldn't have been as... Bill Hader was like meant for that role. Though. Yeah, I know. But I feel like if... Yeah, Paul Rudd's too laid back. I don't know. I feel like he has a crazy side he could have let out. Yeah, it's not as funny though. I'm not saying his I crazy like side is like Sarah if Michael. you had to yeah, have yeah. a secondary character. Yeah, I feel like or 
a replacement. I, if gun to your head and you had to recast the two roles at that time, who would you put in for Michael, Sarah, and John, and John Hill? Fuck. That's, I know, that's a hard question. I mean, I guess you would say Jesse Eisenberg. Because he's like that. Like like that. Marichal. Eh, well, he's a little He's kind of awkward. Well, there's, he's probably him and, Seth, him and Jonah Hill are about the same age. Are they really? Eh, I guess he could pass that. Uh, is that <laughs> yeah, Jonah Hill is Seth, I think. Or, yeah. No, Jonah Hill is Evan. And... I'm sorry. Uh, Jay Bruchel is Evan. And uh, Seth is... I'd like to see that version. What about TJ? Uh, TJ Miller. Miller. Yeah. Actually, that'd be as Seth. Yeah. That's good. That's oh good. yeah, I could see that. That's good. That's good. So TJ Miller and because he's kind of like wow. Jay Bruchel. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. I'd like to see that version. That could yeah, work. I'd, I'd watch that. And he was I wonder funny. what he looked like back in 2007 because he didn't really become popular until yeah, first time I saw him was in Greek. Yeah, um, I'd like to buy some heroin, please. I <laughs> 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 you know, just come to a casino and tell a guy you want to buy heroin. He was actually in that Cloverfield movie, which came out in 20. I'm looking for my. I'm looking for my friend. Heroin. Can you spell that friend? E R O I N. Can you find that oh guest for me? Can you find that guest for me? Yeah, I'll meet you out back in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Turn out a casino away! Every show's got a casino! <laughs> yeah, he was like relatively thin. Because remember, remember uh, she's out of my league? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe he's carrying that. Yeah, they kind of had uh, that. Yeah, I forgot they were in that movie yeah, together. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I forgot, yeah. They already had the chemistry down. Yeah, they're kind of. Two sides of the same coin, you know? Stainer. Excuse me? <laughs> His name is Stainer. <laughs> Very underrated, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, yeah, I think Jay Bruchel and TJ Miller okay. are the answer for that. And then Jennifer Lawrence is Jules. Well, we can... Also... We can we we did, yeah, we know. Yeah, we did Also, that. what kind of a name is Jules? It's just uh, like you're down... That had to have been some Julia. person they Julia. knew in high school. Like, is that like short a, for, like, Julia? A nickname for Julia? Julia, yeah. That's, like, your nice... It's next... not a nickname. That's a... I don't that, know. That can't be your real name. That's just your girl <laughs> next door, Julia. She's Jules. She's cool. I've never met anybody named Jules. But I can, I can see where that comes from. <laughs> yeah, that probably had to be, like, a shout-out to yeah, somebody there. Probably. Name. Okay, well, last question. How did this movie impact you and your view of comedy? Right. <laughs> Well, it uh, definitely kept on the tradition of the teen sex comedy, which was an probably the last comedy. like really raunchy. Yeah, I say super uh, raunchy com. Even Twenty One Jump Street wasn't as raunchy as this one, but yeah. it's like in the same. One well, the same vein as like those eighties, like you know, Porky's and yeah, I don't know, Revenge of the Nerds. Even though those are like horribly Twenty One and Over was like the last one we ever had, but that was not nearly yeah. as raunchy as this one. Even well, it wasn't as like well made or yeah this is like the last well liked yeah. yeah I think this one said the F word like every minute like <laughs> some, there was some record for like number of curse words per minute probably yeah but yeah I mean like uh you know launched a lot of careers and I mean I guess right after this was Pineapple Express and uh I think it continued like the train that was like the Judd Apatow train so yeah. I didn't really like start, or it wasn't like the last one, but it was that it was a good bridge one from there. Where it was like, can it keep going? It was a good yeah. brick in the house yes, that he was exactly. building. Yeah, it was forty old virgin, good start, knocked up, sent it to a new level, 
And then this was like, let's keep the train. But see, this one was geared towards like actual like younger kids. Yeah. So like all the other ones were like, you know, forty year old virgin, just a middle aged man, knocked up is like twenty late twenties. Yeah. yeah. So this one was geared towards like high schoolers, high schoolers which is like yeah. the first time since like I don't know American Pie or yeah. any of those. Because I can't, I can't imagine like a forty year old. Well, I mean, I guess everyone's kind of been in that situation where they're in high school trying to you know buy booze and go to parties and stuff. But yeah, I feel like obviously teens and 20 year olds like this movie more than older yeah. like baby boomers <laughs> i don't think baby boomers have ever watched this movie before. <laughs> yeah okay well i guess i'll wrap it up unless y'all have any last words i think i'm good okay well thanks for uh joining us uh, this has been the super bad podcast and uh signing off <laughs> <laughs>